0: You're listening to an Agile My Way podcast, promoting agile thinking so that everyone can develop their own agile practices, shape their behaviors, and achieve their goals. Welcome to the Agile My Way podcast. I'm your host, Flash D. Our next principle not only marks the halfway point of our 12 supporting Agile principles, but also the transition point of our focus. Up until now, the principles spoke to the how. How do we prioritize our efforts? How large should they be? And how often should we deliver them? As I've mentioned before, I like the way the principles follow a logical order. We have to begin by learning proper behaviors before we can start making adjustments to them. Unfortunately, most people don't begin there and instead focus directly on measuring the outcome. They set arbitrary targets to measure themselves against and work diligently to achieve them. I've seen businesses set such targets as 80% reduction in defects, projects within 10% of budgeted plan, and. Reduce check-in time by 30 minutes. We've even adopted this mentality in our own personal lives. Have you ever set targets such as lose 20 pounds by April? Read 50 pages a day. Get all my errands done before noon. We do this because we equate efficiency with productivity and productivity with progress. Unfortunately, high productivity doesn't mean progress. I can be highly efficient, for example, producing a thousand widget spinners in under an hour, and still not make any progress. For example, none of those fidget spinners work. So how does Agile approach the measurement of progress? Well, the seventh principle states, Completion of goals is the primary measure of progress. Notice that the principle does not call out how fast the goals are completed or how much rework was performed in order to complete the goal. The principle simply defines progress as the completion of goals. That being said, I'd like to point out that the term completion doesn't mean half-fast or defective workmanship. Completion means that 100% of the value has been delivered. That agreement upon definition of value for the goal is what determines if it is completed. Let me use an example to demonstrate. According to the curriculum, a teacher knows what material must be covered by the end of the school year. Perhaps there's standardized tests that are used to measure the progress of the student. Perhaps the student's grades provided by the teacher is enough to determine their progress. Maybe it's a combination of both, or something altogether different, like student portfolios. Whatever the method of measurement, these tools act like indicators to determine if the student has made progress in mastering the content of the curriculum. So how does the teacher know if the students have completed a goal in the curriculum? Ask any teacher and they'll tell you that the curriculum is broken down into units and those units are broken down into chapters and those chapters are broken down into lessons and each lesson has a plan which includes two sections the objectives and the assessment. The objectives are the criteria the teacher uses to determine when the goal is considered completed. The assessment section defines when the students are done and have successfully delivered on the goal, which brings teachers to the difficult dilemma, what to do whenever a few of the students have not met the definition of done. That's not an easy question to answer. Does the teacher move on to the next lesson or rework the lesson until the goal is completed? It's extremely challenging to manage multiple lessons in parallel, but this is what would have to happen if students were allowed to work all at their own pace. Which leads me to the question Does the end of the year target to cover the material outweigh the progress of the students, which is the completion of their goals? No one ever said teaching is an easy profession. We can apply this example to numerous other settings. For example, a sales representative has to meet the quota instead of completing the goal by meeting the customer's definition of done. A construction crew has to have the house up before the snow falls, regardless of meeting the details of the building codes. There's nothing wrong with being efficient or having a target used to motivate. Unfortunately, it is our nature to use these targets as our measurement of progress. And that can quickly become detrimental to our success. Just because we work faster or spend less money doing it doesn't equate to making progress. In our next episode, we'll talk about how to ensure Agile as a way of life and not a passing fad. Until then, if you'd like to learn more about applying agile in your life or have topics you'd like discussed in this podcast, visit www.agilemyway.org.